Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. All right, this is my Bible. It's God's Word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. God's Word is medicine. It's, it's something that will help us uh, every part of our life. It will feed us. It will, it will strengthen us, just as we said. But it's medicine, and that's the title of my uh, message tonight is God's medicine, and we're going to focus on just uh, those things in the Word that have to do with healing, but all of it's medicine, the whole book. You can get what you need for your life, any, uh, uh, anything you're dealing with from the Scripture, so we always focus and magnify that. Uh, in Proverbs 4.22, it says that, uh, that it's medicine, that, that the word is health to all of our flesh. And that word health means medicine. And it's the best medicine you can get. There's, there's, it's free. Uh, there are no side effects, and you can't overdose. I mean, the more you get, the better it is. So um, we're just going to encourage you to... Make that a part of your life, your daily life, daily medicine for your life. But it will, if we believe it, it will bring a cure to us. So um, whatever you're dealing with, a cure for your physical bodies or uh, hearts that need help and wholeness and healing, it's, it's in here. Um, Proverbs 17:22 says, "A merry heart does good like a medicine. It's not medicine, but it will do you good. So merry hearts really, and the Bible says it, it, if you have a merry heart, you have a continual feast. So tonight I'm just going to share a little funny thing. Alan's always Pastor Allen's always sharing jokes and I don't have any. So I'm, I'm going to uh, share an account that I read years ago in a Reader's Digest <clears throat> in uh, the little section it's life in the in this United in these United States. Um, I don't know if they still have that in the Reader's Digest or not, but uh, to me, it'll make you smile at least. <laughs> it's, it's something that's uh, very cute and funny to me. But um, the little story was there was a um, kindergarten teacher, and you know those are little little guys, four and five year old kiddos. Uh, the teacher had what he called a resident cowboy in his class. He always came dressed with a full garb, uh, you know, the cowboy hat, the boots, the, the belt buckle, and anything he could wear, the chaps, anything he could wear that made the cowboy look <coughs> real. And uh, he, you know, I guess he came from a ranch. But he came in so excited one day because uh, he had found out that his mother was going to have a baby. So he was so excited, and he began to tell the teacher, I can't wait. I'm going to teach him how to, to ride horses, and I'm going to teach him how to rope, and I'm going to teach him everything about, uh, about cows and cattle and, and horses. I mean, he just was going on. He was so excited. So um, the teacher finally interrupted him. She said, uh, what if it's a girl? <laughs> so <laughs> the little guy paused, and he got a serious look on his face, and he looked out the window, and he thought a minute. Then he looked back at the teacher and he said, then I'm heading west. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I'm not going to handle a girl. But we're not going to have a girl. I thought that was so cute. And I just thought it was a cute little thing to start with because uh, a merry heart is good like a medicine. So we're going to focus on God's medicine tonight in the Word. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful Word. It's such life and light and wholeness and health that it will get to our bodies, that our, to our spirits, to everything of our lives. Thank you, Father God. We re- approach this with great respect and honor for your Word, for who you are and what you did for us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, in Hebrews uh, 13, 8, um, I'm not going to turn to all of these, but you'll have them on your paper. You can look them up later, but I'm basically going to tell you exactly what it says. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So another thing that we will, uh, that we have given to us is that all the promises in the book are ours. There are New Testament promises. There are Old Testament promises. The New Testament is our covenant, but the promises are still ours from the old. So we are so rich <laughs> because we have the, the blessing and the, the, the gift of um, the promises in both Old and New Testament. Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord. I do not change. So it's so important for us to realize that as we study the scripture, that what, what was written then, he hasn't changed. He's the same. He, he, uh, he, the, the things that he's shared with us in the word of God are true today, just like they were then. They have never faded away. So they will work for us today, just as we see in scripture. Let's turn to Matthew 4. Verse 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And that's what you get in here. You get the preaching and the teaching of the kingdom, the gospel, the good news. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So as he taught and he preached, people uh, realized what belonged to them and what they could have. And uh, faith arose. And they were able to receive healing so because he healed all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. And it says, Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. So this is the will of the Lord today for us today. He did not change. This is still what he wants to do for us. All various sicknesses and diseases, serious conditions, uh, he healed them. And it's, it's something that he, uh, he was able to do because he's an all-powerful Jesus, but he hasn't changed. His power is still here for us to heal us. So everything, no matter what you're going through, he, he, he will heal it. He will free you of it. He will bring a cure to you through this good medicine. So he wants you to know that and he wants you to have it because this is what he did. As we read, read throughout the accounts in the Gospels especially, it will go over and over. Multitudes were healed. He healed them all. So that's his will. If you were in that multitude sitting before Jesus and needed healing, he would have healed you. So that's what, you're, that's what his will is for you now. He wants to heal you right where you are. It's important to him then, and it's important to him now. In, uh, I didn't put this one in the uh, notes, but um, Matthew 10, 8 tells about um, 
him sending out his disciples, more disciples than just the 12. And one of the things he told them was to, to heal the sick, minister uh, healing to the sick. He said, freely you have received, freely give. So to me that said that his disciples needed healing too, and he, gave, he healed them. Uh, they've received healing, so it's now go give it. Go give healing. And that's something we are to do. That's a commission of ours. As a believer, you are to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's not for just a minister. That's not for somebody special anointed, specially anointed. It's for all of you. So as you're learning healing in here, wow, God wants you to spread it out and bless other people with the healing that, uh, that he has provided for his children. But it's so important to him. <clears throat> uh, healing, the word healed in scripture means to cure, the process of curing, or to bring safely through. And I think this is just so clear, you know, a process of healing. If, as we receive healing, as we see what it is ours, if, as we have faith for it, as we, as we trust him to minister healing to us, he will bring you safely through. As you stay with that provision, as you stay with your faith holding on to that and not letting go, the Bible says through faith and patience we inherit the promises. We have to be patient. We live in an instant society. We want everything right now. But that, that's not always what's, what happens. So we need to trust the Lord all the way through to the, till, till we see the manifestation of what he has said is ours. So know that. I know we've taught on the scripture before that Jesus said healing is the children's bread. So it's a provision that he has made for all of us. Paid a great price for it. A price that cannot even be described with what he, what he uh, did in order for us to have healing in this hour. <clears throat> An Old Testament word for heal is to mend stitch by stitch. And it has the idea of a process again. Stitch by stitch. One, uh, one improvement, another one, another one. And that's exciting just to know that I'm getting better, you know. I'm better today than I was yesterday. There's another stitch. So think of it that way, not, not like, wow. And sometimes it is just everything comes together right at the one time, but sometimes it's stitch by stitch, and he will bring you safely through. <clears throat> In the Old Testament, he was known as Jehovah Rapha, and that word Rapha it means doctor or physician, Jehovah Rapha. So you can receive him as your Dr. Rapha. He's the great physician. He cannot be uh, compared with any physician on this earth, and I know there are good ones, but he's the best, and he's the same today as he was then. He has not changed. All right, let's, we're in Matthew still. Let's turn to Matthew 8. Verse 1. It says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He said, I am willing. So many people wonder, okay. I can, and he had faith in the power. He said, I, I know that you can. You can. So he knew that he had the power to heal, but he wasn't sure that he would want to heal him. Well, his attitude was he was an outcast. 
lepers were looked down on. They weren't, they weren't allowed to be a part of the, the uh, public. You know, any, they were supposed to be separated out, and that, that was a contagious disease, so it was for the safety of everybody. But they couldn't even be around their families. It was a horrible, horrible situation, not only for his physical body, but for socially and his, his, his uh, you know, just feeling loved and cared for. But Jesus reached out and touched him. That was unheard of. That showed such love and compassion and a willingness to, to free this man from that horrible disease. But he said, you can do it. I know you have the power, basically, but he wasn't sure if, it, if he was willing. And he said, I am willing. And that word willing means to, I desire to and I take delight in. And, that's, that's, and that, that, that word, I am willing, is an eternal word. It's the word of God. And the word of God is eternal. So it's still, he's still willing today. No matter what you're going through, he's willing to heal you. He wants you free. He wants you free. All right, we're going to say some things as a group. <clears throat> I'm going to say it, and I would like for you to repeat it after me because it's based on this scripture right here, I am willing. All right, God is willing to, willing to heal me. He desires to heal me. He, it delights him to heal me. Now, didn't that make you happy? <laughs> he's willing. He's, he desires. He, he, uh, he delights in healing all of us. So let that be something that you just hold on to. Like, okay, I know he's able and I know he's willing. So the rest is just going to be victory all, all through your walk of, of uh, receiving healing and walking this through until you're brought safely through. I love that definition of, of healing, brought safely through. <clears throat> and it's not hard for him. Jeremiah 32:17. Uh, the power of God, we're supposed to have faith in the power of God. We have faith in him and in his abilities and in his will, but we also need to have faith in his power that he is able to do anything. So Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard or too difficult for you. To me, like, okay, he made the heavens, he made the earth, he created, he's the creator of all. And so healing me and freeing me from some uh, condition is not hard for him to do at all. He knows how to fix it. He knows how to free you, you know. And so many people uh, have just had a, um, just almost a curse put upon them with what they're dealing with. Like, oh, this is so hard. It's too difficult. It's, you're going to have to endure. You're going to have to go through such misery. But that's a lie from the devil. Anything that's negative, anything that is oppressive, anything that causes you to be pushed down is the enemy. You resist those things and say, that's not God's will. That's not my God. He created the heavens and the earth by his great power, and there's nothing too hard for him. I can be free no matter what the diagnosis is, no matter how difficult it has been. You can be free, and he wants you free. Isaiah 53, my favorite. I have to start my time of teaching off in this session with Isaiah 53. 
It's just such an amazing chapter. You just should really study this chapter over and over and over. It's so rich, and it's so clear about what Jesus has done for us. Uh, the first little verse says, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? If you're going to believe the report of the Lord, which is this word, then the arm of the Lord can be revealed to you. You've got to believe this, though. You've got to believe this is true. You've got to believe that healing was provided for you. You've got to believe that he's willing to heal you. That you have to believe that there's nothing too hard for him to heal. You have to believe all these things. That's the report of the Lord. So when you get a different report from your doctor, say, okay, I've stepped into another realm. I mean, I thank you for your help, and I know that physicians can help, but... In the midst of all of that, as a believer, as a Christian, you have another report that you can believe and, re and receive a, a miraculous victory for your life, for your body, uh, for your wholeness, for your future. It's just complete. Everything he's done is beautiful, and it's complete, and it's his will for you. This, this book is yours. It has your name mine, <laughs> your name, whatever your name is, it's yours. It belongs to you. He's speaking personally to you. But you go on down to uh, verse 4. It says, surely he has borne, and that word means to lift off our griefs and carried our sorrows. Griefs can also mean sickness, uh, pains, and then sorrows can mean sickness. So surely he has borne or lifted off or carried, taken away from me, my sickness and my pain. He's done that. Then you think, well, why am I going through this? Well, because we live in a place on this earth that we have an enemy, an adversary that wants to kill you. So that's, his, that's what he does. He kills, steals, and destroys. But you don't have to go that route. You can get a hold of this report of the Lord and realize that he has borne already. It's been, been done in the realm of the Spirit. We have to bring it in here with our faith. And, and see that it's manifested in our lives. That he has borne our griefs, our, our pains, and carried our, our sickness. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So those stripes, that, those are blows that cut in. This was, this was Isaiah looking towards the cross. He was looking. He was a seer. He saw things in the, in the, uh, you know, in the spiritual realm. God allowed him to do that. And he saw what was, Jesus was going to go through. I saw a picture of a, uh, a place. Uh, it, was, it said that it's the one that Jesus uh, was scourged on. Uh, it, it was just a real, it was like a stone almost. And, um, um, and they, they wrapped, they tied this, the individual to, to that post. And then they, they scourged them with a Roman scourge, which was very brutal. It had pieces of glass and metal in it, so it just shredded them. And, uh, but he did that for us, for our healing. He didn't have to. He was going to the cross to die for our sins, to have his blood shed, that we, our sins would be forgiven. But he didn't have to do this, but he did it because he wanted you free from sickness and disease and an early death. He wanted you to live a long life, a healthy life. And so Jesus did this for us. And that's what, that's what Isaiah was saying. By his stripes we are healed. What a beautiful thing that God allowed Isaiah to see, that it would happen. 
that those blows, those wounds that Jesus took upon him was for our physical healing. Such amazing, such an amazing sacrifice that he made for us because of his love, how much he's loved us. All right, we're, we're going back to Matthew. But I do encourage you, get in, read, take Isaiah 53 and just go over it and over it and over it because it's just full of, of uh, his sacrifice and his, what he did for us as his people. Matthew 8. Matthew has a lot about healing, uh, different accounts of healing. So when you're reading the book of Matthew, really take note of uh, the healing events and accounts. Matthew 8, 16 and 17, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that would just what we just read out of Isaiah. This is what Jesus was fulfilling, fulfilling at that time. And uh, that means um, he was doing what Isaiah said he would do. He was healing. He was burying people's sickness and diseases uh, and, and seeing them set free at that time. And they were lifted off of them. And they, were, they, they came free from whatever... Uh, malady or sickness that they were going through but he took he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses so that's just the account of Jesus fulfilling what uh, that prophecy that Isaiah prophesied way way centuries before but he healed all again we have that word all all right what does it take for us uh to be partakers of this beautiful uh, provision that Jesus gave us, the healing of our bodies and the freedom, the deliverance. We must believe. <laughs> and that word believe means to have faith in, to trust, to have faith in and to trust God's word. That goes back to Isaiah 53.1. Who's going to believe the report of the Lord? You had to, believing is trusting it. It's having faith in what he said. And when you have faith in something, when you trust something someone has said, then you can, you can do, you can, you, you can know that what he, what he said is going to happen. And, and who more to believe than Jesus and then the, than the, than the Bible, than the Word of God, that uh, he said what he meant and he meant what he said and he'll do what he said he would do. I mean, it's just that simple. It's truth. This Word is truth. Uh, there's so much going on in the world, just better not even connected with it in any way about different truths. And I thought, there is one truth, and that, that's this book right here. So we are going to emphasize it uh, in here and in this church, and that's what you're going to hear. We're going to hear this word and this word alone, because it is true, it is right, and this is the only thing that's going to work. In Mark uh, 9:23. The man had brought his son to the disciples to get their help, and they hadn't been able to help him. So uh, when he saw Jesus, he ran to him, uh, and he had some kind of seizures. The boy had some kind of seizures. And uh, 
So Jesus asked the father, how long has this happened to him, been happening? And he said, from childhood. And often, you know, he has these fits and he throws himself in the fire and the water, a very uh, dangerous thing that he was doing. And he said, the man said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. But you know, this, this thrills me. I love what Jesus did. He, like, he batted the ball back in the man's court. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. In other words, it's not that if I can do anything. <laughs> I mean, this was the son of God. This was God walking on this earth. He could do anything. But he said, you have to believe in order for me to do anything. And that's trusting him. That is having faith in him. That is acting on what he said. And knowing that he will back up what you believe. You will not fall on your face. He's in there with you. He never leaves us or forsakes us. When we step out for our healing, he doesn't, he doesn't walk away and say, okay, you're on your own. He's in there. He's helping us. He's strengthening us. He's encouraging us. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're partnered with him all of our days in everything we do. But I love that. If you can believe, all things are possible. Whatever you're going through, it may be a serious di diagnosis. If you can believe, all things are possible. Do you want to be healed? You can. You want to be free? You can. Do you want things restored to your life? You can have it. There's nothing impossible if you'll believe. All right, so we need faith to be healed. Faith comes from the Word. Let's turn to Romans 10, 17. Verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we're going to have to have this Word relayed to us somehow. Through the hearing, you're hearing it tonight, faith can come. If you receive what's being shared with you from the scripture and believe it, your faith is in being increased. Your faith is growing because God's word is true. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. But we also need to think about it. And that's found in uh, Psalm 1. How he's just provided so beautifully for us. It's just how much he wants us to walk in victory. It's just powerful how he's expressed these things to us in simple terms, in clear ways that we can see it. We have to hear the word, okay? Romans 10, 17. We have to hear the word, all right? Romans 1, verse 2, talks about... Uh, the man who's, you know, not walking away from God, he's walking with the Lord. He said, his delight is in the law or the word of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. A meditate is kind of a different word to us, but it means to ponder, to think about, and even to speak it to yourself. So in doing that, you are hearing that word again. You, you might think, well, this is such a simple thing. But you're hearing the word if you, if you speak it. If you say what it says, okay, it says in Isaiah 53 that surely he took my, my infirmities and bore my sickness by his stripes. I'm, I mean, uh, it's just say those things. Think about it. Ponder it. Get it from here to here because it has to be here in order to work. Faith is of the heart. It's not going to work. It's just here. 
That's not going to work. It has to be in your heart. And that's how it gets in your heart as you're hearing it, but you're pondering it, you're thinking about it, you're speaking it. Take Isaiah 53 and say 4 and 5. Just speak it out loud and think about what it's saying. Surely he bore my sickness and my pain. By his stripes I am healed. And your faith's going to grow. It's going to grow. Um, study 2 Timothy 2.15. We need to study this word. We need to make it a priority in our lives. Uh, we need to put away some, aside some things that are, are not really important. You know, if you, we should do that anyway. But if you are really dealing with a, with a sickness that you just, you need freedom, you need healing, you need God to really step in and do something in your life, in your physical body, make, be serious about this. Second Timothy 2.15 is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a powerful word. <clears throat> it says, be diligent to... Present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We study to show ourselves approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we need to study this scripture. We need to make sure that we're making it a priority in our lives, putting it before some other things. If, you're, if your time is, you know... I know people have jobs and they have children and, and things that they have to tend to. How home, you know, if you're a homemaker, there are things that have to be tended to. But if you put him first, there's something really special to him and something he'll just manifest himself to you in some really special ways. He really do. He really will. You know, just getting up a little earlier or when you do get up, you know, just make sure that you spend some quality time with him <clears throat> and put him first. Put his word first. And it says that uh, that's presenting yourself approved to God. You're, you're serious about him. You're serious about walking with him and doing what he said to do. That pleases him. And he's, he's, he's going to do something right there. Then we speak it. 2 Corinthians 4.13. <clears throat> Don't you love the word? Oh, my goodness. There's nothing like it. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is, is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. We need to be speaking this word. We need to say what this word says. I, there's a little um, piece of paper on the back table that uh, Joy had made up for last week. Grab one of those and just be speaking those words. That's a good starting place. There are others that you can do, on, you know, pick up on your own. Do those. Just make it a part of your devotional time. Just start doing that. Be consistent with it. Consistency in these things is huge. A hit and miss is, is shoddy and sloppy. <laughs> it just does not work. Let's be serious about the things of God. He's worth it. He is worthy to receive our devotion totally and, and completely and uh, please him with our lives in those ways. All right, it takes some effort and some time, uh, some concentration to do these things. This is work. It's work, but it's good. It's a good result. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing that will have beautiful results for our lives. And we'll be closer to the Lord, and that's, that's what's most important. But faith will be the result if we put these things into practice, and then 
1 John 5, 4. Such a good word. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Do you want to be a victorious Christian? I do. It's going to take our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So that's, that's a requirement. That's just, it's a requirement. He's done so much for us. And this is not a, a, a hard thing for him to ask us. Just, you know, have faith, believe me. <clears throat> Some things that Jesus said about believing. Um, Matthew 8, 13. I probably should have told you to keep your finger in Matthew 8. We keep going back there. <gasps> This is talking about uh, the, the centurion that uh, wanted Jesus to heal his servant, and he told he told Jesus, he said, "I'm not worthy to come under your, uh, you know, for you to come under my roof. Just speak a word, and my servant will be made whole." He said, "I'm a man under authority, and I have, you know, I use authority over others, so I know authority, and I know that you have authority. I've watched you. Basically, I'm kind of." putting some things in there but he's he observed Jesus and he saw what he did and he saw the power and the authority in his words <clears throat> but Jesus said um, said to the centurion go your way as you have believed so let it be done to you as you have believed that's what Jesus said about believing so we could say the opposite is true no belief there's not going to be anything done it's not that he doesn't want to, but it, there has to be faith. It's just how God operates. He's a faith God. You have to have faith to receive the things of God. But it's not hard to, to develop your faith, as we just read in those previous scriptures. So, so it's available. In James 2.26, it said that... Uh, Faith without works is dead. So, anyway, uh, faith and belief, I mean, belief and faith are interchangeable. But it's an action word. It's something that requires action on our part. Uh, and faith is expressed in word and action. Word, at some point in your receiving your healing, word may be the only thing you can do confessing that I believe I received my healing. But if you can do something else, do it. I don't care if it's just a baby steps. Do something. I know there have been times when I've received healing for things and, you know, didn't feel like doing a certain activity, but I thought, no, I'm healed because I believe I've received my healing. I'm recovering, so I'm going to do this. And you step out and you do some things that aren't easy, but it's showing that you you are believing that God's healing power is working in me and this is going to happen. Uh, I'm going to see the full manifestation. But until then, you stay in that place of trust. God's word is true. It will not fail me. He will not let me fall. I'm going to stay steady with him. He will. He's faithful and he will perform this word. I am convinced. So that type of mindset and that type of behavior and those, those words that you use 
are so important that we speak the right words, we speak what the word says, we speak what we believe, and we'll see results there. In Matthew 9, 27, when, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said, Do you believe that I am able to do this? There's the word. He's, he's questioning their belief. Do you believe? Do you have faith that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And it must have been a factual because Jesus perceived, he must have perceived, I, I see faith here. And faith can be seen. I'm, I'm telling you as far as somebody's behavior. If you can see, you can see faith in people sometimes. Like they've got some faith. Uh, and sometimes you can think, oh, they don't have any. So, so that it's, it's uh, you know, kind of, you can see some things in people's behavior where they express either faith or none. So, um, but he saw it because he said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. So what he was saying is, it's up to you. According to your faith, according to your faith, whatever you're believing God for, it's up to you. He's already accomplished it by the stripes placed upon Jesus' back. He he bore your sickness and pain. He lifted it off of you. It's a settled fact in the realm of the spirit. What we needed is down here in our bodies. And this is what I'm sharing with you tonight is getting it down here to you, into your heart, so that it can produce the results that you need. Okay, it's up to us. He said, let it be done unto you. And, um, and their eyes were open, so they had faith. Then Mark five thirty six. This this is talking about Jairus, the the uh, the ruler of the synagogue, who asked Jesus to come and heal his daughter because she's at the point of death, and he got detained on the way. And uh, they came with a bad report saying, don't bother the master any further, your daughter's dead. And Jesus was right there. I mean, Jairus was smart. He stayed close to Jesus, even though the crowd was keeping him from proceeding to his house. <clears throat> and Jesus turned to him and said, don't be afraid, only believe. Do not be afraid. Fear is a faith killer. If you sense fear coming upon you, and that's the biggest thing the enemy will bring against you. You know, you're going to die. This is what the doctor's saying. You, you know, things getting better. Uh, you know, just all of those lies that the devil will feed a person. Those are tactics of fear. Resist that. The Bible calls fear a spirit. Resist it as a personality, an entity, saying, no, I will not fear. This is what I'm believing. I have received my healing. Healing's working in me. By the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. I shall recover. I'm recovering. Those types of expressions from your mouth will shut the devil up and tell him, stop it. You have authority over him. Do not take any of his garbage. Say, absolutely not. I'm not having that. That's a lie. So just, you know, push against that. Mark eleven twenty four. These are words of Jesus. 
He's talking about the faith of God in verse 22. But he said, verse 24, he says, Therefore I say to you, what, whatever things you desire or ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive and you will have them. These are instructions from Jesus, the mouth of Jesus. Believe that you receive and you will have. Do you believe that? Do you? I'm asking you a question. Do you all believe that? <laughs> yes. I believe that. This is actually the first scripture I learned about uh, the first scripture I learned about faith and receiving from the Lord. And I began to apply it to my life and I saw his faithfulness time after time after time. I've been saved, oh, wow, almost 51 years. And I received the Lord as my healer way back at the very beginning of my walk with the Lord. And I, I want you to know he's faithful. He's faithful. If you believe that you receive, you will have it. You will. Just know that. And stay in a place of peace and confidence. God has heard your prayer. Go back to this scripture. I prayed. I believe that I receive. And I'll have it. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I mean, that's what you got to do. You have to keep those words coming out of... of uh, affirmation of your what you've believed and and where you're standing don't quit that don't do it once or twice make it a, a consistent thing especially if you know doubt and fear try to torment you just speak what you believe okay a few more minutes here <clears throat> As you take your, that's what receiving your healing is. It's taking it. It's that accomplished thing that Jesus accomplished in the realm of the spirit and you're taking it in your heart, believing by faith that you have received it. Then you have it. It's not sight at that time, at that point, because faith isn't sight. Faith is believing when you don't see. Once you see it, you don't need faith for it. You got it in the natural. You know, in the realm of the spirit, we, it has to be, uh, you know, stay. You have to stay in that place of faith until you see it manifested to you, and then you just praise God. You share it with somebody else. Let me tell you what God did for me. <laughs> I want you to know He's a healer. I want you to know that He's faithful. I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for Him. Give the devil a black eye with that, because that's what it does. <clears throat> then Romans four. Starting with verse 19, this is so encouraging. This is another one to take and meditate a lot on this because this is how Abraham was able to see the promise manifested to him. He, I mean, he had to stand a long time. You won't have to stand that long, I'm sure. 25 years, I think, is how long they waited until they got their Isaac. But and they had some issues, too. They didn't always do it right. But they got back on what they were supposed to be on, and they got back on the, on the words of God. And 19 says, being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. And that's what I want to encourage you tonight. Don't consider your own body. Don't consider what's wrong. Don't stay focused on that. Focus on the word. What does the word say about my condition? What does the word say that, that, uh, that is mine? 
What has, what has he spoken to me? What are these scriptures I'm standing on? Focus over there. You know, don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't pity yourself. Those are just things that just weaken your faith. Just say, no, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. God's faithful. I'm coming through this. The enemy's defeated, and I am winning. That's that victory of faith. So don't feel sorry. Don't try to, you know, make yourself, don't be soft. You know, that's just, you got to be tough. You know, you do, you got to be strong. And fight this fight of faith. Somebody that goes kind of weak-kneed and, and, you know, just limping along, that, I mean, the devil's just going to take advantage of you. Get strong. Lift up your arms and stay strong and before, before the enemy, not allowing him to have his way. And just to stay strong. In your faith, with trusting the Lord, he will not fail you. He loves you so. Oh, my goodness. He loves you so. But don't consider what's going on in your body. If, you're, if, you're, if you have, and I know you have symptoms and things that are not comfortable, but just with God's help and ask the help of the Holy Spirit, help me to be strong here and just keep going back to what does the Word say? What am I believing? What have I received? This is what's going to happen. And um, let me see, verse 21, I'll skip on down. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God, but he was strengthened in faith, and he was fully persuaded or fully convinced that what God had said he was going to perform, and that's what you have to be, fully convinced. He's my healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. I'm winning. I'm convinced that this word is true and it's mine, and I'm going to have what it says I can have. And the, these last little ones I've got written down, um, you don't have to turn there. I'll just read them to you. Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered from their, them from their destruction. That's a medicine. Psalm 103, 1 through 3, <clears throat> he, who heals all your diseases. He redeems our, he's, uh, well, it starts with, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is, is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. So that's a strong dose of medicine right there. And then 53.4, Isaiah 53.4, surely he has borne my sickness and pain, and by his stripes I am healed. And 1 Peter 2.24, looking back towards the, to the cross, says, by his stripes I was healed, past tense. So I'm going to wind it up. <laughs> I've gotten given a lot of scriptures, but you needed a lot of medicine, so I gave you a lot of medicine tonight. <laughs> Take God's medicine daily. Speak. I believe I have received. Healing is working in me, bringing a healing and a cure. And then give, you thank, give him thanks for that you are recovering. Colossians 2, 7 says we are to bound in our faith with thanksgiving. And as you do your part, he will do his. The Amplified Bible says in Jeremiah 1, 12, he's alert and active, watching over his word to perform it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for these attentive uh, children of yours tonight, so attentive and hungry for, for the word of God. And Lord, I know you're going to bless them. They came and listened and, and uh, just got in here with me as I taught. And I thank you, Lord God, for your hand upon each one of them, that you'll bring them through and that they'll see that place of victory. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.